Breaking news. People actually emailed us at isnhstpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Here's what I would like to know. How many people in actuality tried to email us? But they got the acronym wrong. <laughs> There's someone out hey, there I believe, with the email IHN. I believe that people are able TS. to boil down. I should not have said that into the first letter of each of those words. isnhstpodcast.com at gmail.com i believe it i trust them completely and we've gotten emails we have gotten and we have we've received them well read them to me doll i don't have all day okay day we got some mother-in-law drama you guys for coming in hot first of all they sent us the cutest picture they uh, I, okay they're, they're hunting. hunting let me just talk to you did you guys ever read they the little house on dog. the prairie so sweet and mary was went blind and she was like laura tell it to me so I can see it through you. I'm going to tell it to you as if I were Lori Ingalls telling it to Mary. Here we go. I don't understand, but I'll just read Anyone it. Anyone who's read Little House on the Prairie understands. Okay. Hello. So, wait, go back to the picture. Oh, okay. Okay. They're like a young, middle-aged couple. The weather looks beautiful. I'm going to guess Wisconsin. And they have a dog, a spaniel, and there's a dead pheasant. They went hunting. They're in hunting clothes. Okay. It's a beautiful picture. They look like they someday when we set up video cameras and record this podcast and post it everywhere. I don't think anyone's we'll ever going to gonna need that with my like description. Joe Rogan, we just need a Jamie. Joe Rogan has a Jamie. He was like, Jamie, look this up. Boom, instantly. I look need it a up. Jamie. Pull up that video. Boom, instantly. They're watching this video to fact check what they were just saying or to add right. to what they were just talking about. We can't afford a Jamie. We need a. How do we afford a Jamie? Joe Rogan's right hand man. One day George will turn eighteen, and in eighteen years we will have George who will be able to do that for us. That is but eleven years away. Eleven and a half. It's eighteen, Dallin. Huh? It's eighteen because he's a tiny baby. And when has he turns eighteen. Gonna turn I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Right. Hello, I'm making from a joke about <laughs> denial. Oh, right. Okay. Hello from Southern Wisconsin. <gasps> Called it. I said Wisconsin. I thought you said Montana. No, you said Wisconsin. Dallin literally never hears a word I say. It's I like I speak and a whole other script plays in his I head. I only hear what I want you to be saying, and then I fit that into my worldview into and narrative. things that I want to do. And I go from there. And we just live in... And that's how marriage works. Beautiful bliss, unknowing what the other person actually wants of us. Uh-huh. Hey. Hey, my name is... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, my name is Kenzie Kent. That's what she says. She knows our alias. And my fiance's name is Harold. <laughs> okay, Harold and Kenzie. Kenzie and Harold. We started dating in February of 2017 when I was a junior in high school, except he was a senior Oh, sweet dream i was homeschooled so stories like this just really get my blood pumping mm-hmm. i'm just like oh, yep. so cute fast so forward so cute the dream yep she says fast forward six years and we are engaged with a year old puppy stop it harold is the oldest of three boys and got the brunt of it from his parents oh what does that mean here's oh, some it's examples it's like the oldest kid trains the parents oh i get it and yeah. they fail on that one and, and then, then they do better the it's like are- I think we were pretty good with George and James. They're basically the same child because they were born so soon together with Violet. We're just like the chillest. She's just so cute. Whatever she does, we don't care. And, you know, like whatever she blossoms to, we just want her to live with us forever. We also have in our heads that she's the last one. So I feel like we're cherishing these moments. With yeah, but her. like there's no agenda. We're like, whatever. Yeah. I just hope you live with us forever. Okay, here's some examples of how. Harold got the brunt of it from being the first child. He had to buy his first car, and his brothers were given cars. We had to pay rent after 18. Oh, wait. He paid rent to his parents? He had to pay rent to his parents. He only stayed home one month because of that. Now his brothers are 18 and 21. Neither of them have ever paid rent. Can you imagine walking up into George's room and being like, well, we celebrated your birthday yesterday. Now pay up. Here's what you owe us. Pay up or move out. George would be um, like, what? uh, Harold has been given a full-time hardworking construction, has been a full-time hardworking construction worker ever since he turned 18. And before that, he was in an apprenticeship for two years. His younger brother, his youngest brother has never had a true job and his middle brother works part-time and does school fine. Just from these few examples, you can see how there is resentment and such between them. And well, she is not a fan of me or my tattoos. But doesn't that make you feel powerful? Like, <laughs> listen, mom, you hate everything about me, but oh. your son chose me knowing that you didn't like me. Therefore, he is more loyal to me. 
there. Mm-hmm. This can make you happy if you just think about it in this way. I think of it in that way. Yeah. Uh, she's not a fan of her tattoos. Oh man. God hates tattoos. <laughs> Dallin saw a shirt for sale on the internet today <laughs> that said God hates tattoos. I wanted to buy it. Um, oh. I don't have any tattoos, but I just thought it was We funny. like tattoos. We're just scared. Because Christianity can give people a lot of parameters to judge others by if you let it. Or you can just, you know, well, take the approach of I'm just going to love and let Jesus do the judging. But if you want to, you can... Uh, I mean, people interpret I mean, things a lot of different ways and be, can become rather judgmental. Okay, you're like, you know what I'm saying? Going around the bush here. I feel like most I people grew, will understand what I'm saying here and agree with me. I mean, like, I grew up thinking if you got a tattoo, you ruined the body God gave you. All right. That's what so we were taught. Cover it up if you're at church. No, I just shameful. see tattoos and I think it's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Tattoo um, spiel. Okay, anyways, her mom, mother, so her mother-in-law does not like her tattoos, doesn't like hunting or shooting competition background. Oh, cool. Do it Kenzie so Kent has much. a hunting and shooting competition background. That's legit. Listen. That's what her son loves about her. I will I would lean hard into all of these things that your mother-in-law hates and just make it blatantly clear. Uh-huh. This is what our family chooses. If you want to have any part of our life, you need to become okay with it or else don't come over. Yes. I mean, I saw a TikTok today. I was trying to find it. Here we go. Let's just listen to this right now. You are not. We, we uh, when you get married, you are not joining a family. You're starting a family. I've said this a million times. And every time I do, the young couples are like, that was great. And the parents are like, we hate you. So let me just say it again. I got to officiate the wedding of both of our oldest kids. And I like, let's say at my daughter's wedding, I said, uh, you know, hey, you're not joining our family. She's not joining your family. You are starting your own family, which means vacations, holidays. You get to decide what your family's going to do. We're going to decide what our family's going to do. So the way I want to have it operate is you're always welcome, but you're not expected. And I won't take up offense. You want to join us for Thanksgiving? We'd love to see you. You don't? That's up to you. Christmas, you want to come over? I'll have a lot of nice stuff. I'll make it worth your while. Yeah? But if you don't want to come, I'll keep it. You know? So, um, you know, so. Isn't that pretty good? That is the dream. Isn't that pretty good like advice? The- this is a, this is a, I don't know if he's an official marriage counselor, but the background, the background of this says, um, it's something about a couple's retreat. So he seems like somewhat, yeah. a, you know, I get reputable all, dude. I get all feisty when I talk about this. You know, what makes me the most mad is when uh, people on whatever side of the family are like, what are you naming your baby? And if you're like, I don't know, not sure, and you keep it to yourself for a while, then they're like, well, you owe it to us. We deserve to know. And then I'm like, well, I'll never tell you. Uh And then when I finally break and tell them my ideas, then they have the gall of being like, well, I hate that. Oh my gosh. And I love this one. So you got to choose the one I love. And then just to like stick it to the man, I always choose the one that I know the most people in the family hate. And that's how I choose our children's names. And I feel like it's a way of just marking my territory. Like, I guess. Oh, um, remember that really big conversation we had about the names you liked for my child? I chose the one you liked the least. As long as it doesn't mean our kids Just to help reinforce like, the role that you play in my child's life, which is very much like not a primary parent role. Right. Okay. Dallin's, I think like, Dallin's were, like, shut it. I mean, I think there's a, there's a line somewhere. No, I get... We don't want to name our kids concrete and vestibule I didn't or name something. my kids concrete. Okay. Uh, no, but like when I got pregnant, something was born in me and it was just like, you show any amount of like, this baby is sort of mine, like any claim on the child I am growing inside of me and I will cut you out of my life. That was the feeling that coursed through me while I was yeah, pregnant. But in English, you do say, this is my grandchild. You know, that's what grandparents say. There's a, there is a very distinct way that you can say my with different intonations that mean very different things. Like, oh, I'm so excited to meet my first grandchild. Like, whatever. Great. You're chill. What about, well, what school are you going to send my grandchild to? It's very different. And I'm like, what do you hate the most? That's the one I'll choose. <laughs> Which one bothers you the most? And that's the school our child will go to. Yeah. I think the key word from this guy's little speech here is, um, you know, coming from the parents Mm -hmm. to the new family that was created when their child got married to somebody. Okay. You are always welcome, but you're not expected. 
I am going to print that, I think that on a that, quilt and give it to my child. I think that that's, uh, like, if you want to come for Thanksgiving, we'll make it worth your while. If you want to come for Christmas, we're going to have a lot of nice stuff. I hope you come, but yeah. you're not expected. And if you don't come, I'll just keep all the nice stuff slash I mean, eat it. We love, Dallin loves my family and I love his family, but without naming names, like the hardest part about our early marriage was the family. Well, it, and me wanting to meet expectations and having I all these, trying not to these name pre- names, Dallin. pre-existing, um, I wasn't you know, it's, it's hard, especially at a young age when you're not... Your brain, my brain wasn't even fully developed when we got married, man. I married at 23. You, it was developed enough. Your brain isn't fully developed till you're 25. Like, I didn't <laughs> know who I was. It we was got like married 98% so young. Loaded. We got married very young. And, um, you know, lots of lessons to learn when you get married young. If lots I could do it lessons. over again, I would have eloped and moved far away. And Dallin and I would have just had our own little home far away and no one would bother us it's easy to say that but we have like school we have to go to get a job we have to leverage connections to get your first good job like it's harder than that so much (laughs) it's harder than that i feel like that is a fantasy though and if we could have made it happen i don't think it's a fantasy just and go start over somewhere yeah sure i mean people do it i would have done it if i could go back and be like hey dallin and ashley you cute little angels just got married and you're gonna have a great time move away yeah. Go far away, just be with each other, and and just do that. Anyways, you're welcome, but you're not expected. But I think, it, I mean, I would appreciate it if our kids, grandkids told us they were coming so we could plan on them, you know what I'm saying? But the overall <laughs> attitude is... is well on his way to be a crotchety overall... <laughs> grandpa. Well, you didn't tell <laughs> me you were I coming. I gotta get out extra chairs and leave for a table, I guess, then. <laughs> no, it's like a freak. It's just... <laughs> You're welcome, but you're not expected. Great. Just an air of let me hold my grandchild versus can I hold him? I've washed my hands. I'll wash him again if you want me to. But just it's up sit to by you. Me. Just sit by the mom. Can I just, you just sit by her? You and be tell like, me I just, what makes you, you know comfortable, what? new my mother. My aunt said it to me one time after I, I don't remember which baby it was. She just came and sat by me and she was like, oh, no, no, no. You just hold your baby. I just want to sit by you and look at him. Yeah. And I was like, it just Thank made you. me feel so comfortable. And I immediately was like, Oh, do you want to hold my baby? Uh-huh. Versus people being like, give me your baby. And yep. now I'm running away and you'll never find me again. Right. Yeah. No. That's lo- good. That's good me. advice. A lot of people aren't panicky mothers like me and love that. But that's just me. Starting a new family. I, just it's think not- it's, I think it's potentially a little bit on the older people to be better at boundaries than the new. Everybody's learning and growing. Well, some, you know, I don't know. Okay. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I think some people aren't learning and growing. Well, I mean, hopefully. I think everybody is. I like to believe that people are. When they know better, they do better in general. I think that's literally so false. Not everyone is learning and growing. I can name like 300 people in my life who aren't learning and growing. Most of them are my relatives. I feel like most... I mean, some faster than others, but I feel like most people are, probably. I really think most people aren't. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, well. I don't even know if I am. I am, I think. (laughs) I I think most people aren't learning and growing. Sad. I think most people are like buckling down. I don't want to get dementia. That's how you get your, you keep your brain from developing dementia more than anything else. Learning new things and new skills and like. I'm not talking about like learning how to be a woodworker. I'm talking like learning. Oh, even just reading books and learning new information. More open mind and like better able to be okay with other people's opinions and lifestyles. Yeah. Well, hopefully people are. In general, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyways, we need to finish this email. Um, okay, so we got some drama coming up. The mother-in-law hates that she her, has tattoos and she's a hunter and no shooter. No one cares. No one cares. That's what her son loves about me. Also, she is a high school sports photographer and she has offered to take our prom pictures, both proms, and I only got one picture from her. She offered to take oh, our she's engagement. she's got more locked away somewhere because oh, yeah. yep. you know and she wants all the pictures of her son. <laughs> they're all zoomed in on her son. She offered. Remember that email we got where 100% the, the family, she has more. The family put up wedding photos 
but the bride was excluded from all of them and it was just photos of her son or photos of the whole family but there was none of just the son and the bride no when my sister got was engaged to her maybe i read that in a book when my sister was engaged to her fiance they took family pictures and it was serious enough i mean engaged that they were like we want you in them but it was not final enough because they weren't married yet that they did a whole nother set without her in them just in case it fell through a little awkward okay um only got one picture. She offered to take engagement photos and then printed some out for herself that I saw hanging in their house at Christmas, and I never got any of those. Ugh. Meaning we do not... Okay, we do not want her to take our wedding photos or frankly even no. to be at our wedding. Oh, snap, that's... Elope. Okay, we want to elope at Mount Rainier in do Washington it. and hire a photographer out there. Do it. Actually, I already put a deposit down for the date and we want to do elope it. next July. Oh my gosh. Harold shares my same feelings a thousand percent oh. and also doesn't want his mom to be at the elopement. Perfect. But we... We know we'll have some kind of party back home and she'll, of course, be invited. Oh, also, she'll he's, be grouchy. No he's one cares. taking my last name. Ooh, <gasps> check that you out. You are my favorite. Oh, she's going to be so mad, first of all. You're my favorite family, <laughs> second of all. The other day, George was like, Mom, are, are you a member of the Seeley family? And I was like, well, I had a different last name. And he was like, I guess we just came out Seeley's. I was like... Did he say that? I feel like we a, had a good conversation. It was a good... Well, I was like... He was, everybody's comes from two families yeah well he was like why didn't we have a pennington last name how come we only chose dad for every kid and i was like george if only you knew going back i probably would have done what my mission president did and his wife they like it was her last name hyphen his last name for their kids that's cute yeah i just remember when we got married i it was so hard for me to drop my name like i didn't do it for two years and when i finally did it and they just hand you the paper at the social security office and they're like all right, well, write whatever you, you want right here on this line. <laughs> it's really weird to like rebrand yourself a new name. And even like today, I Especially still... Especially when you understand the history of how it literally used to be an exchange of property. For... Yeah. <laughs> you go and from I just being like... for your dad's property to my property. I, I wish I could like go back in time and just be like, just do whatever you want, Ashley. It's no big deal. Because I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to think we're so weird if we have two last names. Like Dallin's family is going to think it's like offensive. And my family's going to be like, oh, way to be a feminist, Ash, or something. And like, it would just be weird and our kids will be confused and... They'll have a 70 letter last name and it'll be so weird. And it's not that weird. It's so fine. Yeah. I think I just need to be better at incorporating like my family traditions into our family. I don't even know. Maybe I need like. I feel like we just, we hang out with both our families pretty equally. I just feel like they don't think that they're Pennington's. I think, I mean, we're just, we just teach them that they are. They come no, from I both. No, I know. I think it's like he's six and five, if she's five, I think it's like time where. We can always go to the social security office and change no, the name, No, I think I want. just want to like make more of a point to be like. You are. You come from like. Both families. There's like two families, you yeah. know? I think they're just a little confused. And we started our own family. And. Like George thinks that I'm a sister to all your brothers because i have oh yeah the same i never i didn't name. understand that until like what like my tw- and then i'm late like, teens no i'm all grandma- my aunts and uncles and how they were all he related thinks, or not like, related he just thinks my parents are these rando older people who like are also their grandparents no he calls them grandma no grandpa. he knows their grandma and grandpa but he he doesn't get like that he's from them too like i think he, they feel, i don't think he thinks he's from my well, he like, no, he's like, I'm in the Seeley family. Oh, just because last name is No, Seeley. yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't get like, he's also in another family. Right. I want it to be as equal as possible. I mean, it's on in me. In their brains. That I haven't. Okay, so they're going to elope. They, I can't um, believe Harold, he's on board. Harold's on board. Doesn't want his mom to be at the elopement. We know we'll have some kind of party back home. Um, or don't. He's taking her last name, Kenzie. It's going to It's gonna be Harold Kent. <laughs> He his is equal to Smith, and there's only about twelve people with my last name. Oh, like it's a really he has a really common very last common last name. name. My brother doesn't want kids, so I have to keep the name alive. I know she'll blame me for wanting to elope and be hurt by it, but oh. I can I can't feel guilty about what makes us happy. How do we tell her we're eloping and he's taking my name? <laughs> Please write me back Just if you want don't. more details. This okay. is already too long. This All is... the love and Costco samples from. Kenzie and Harold. Listen, this is not your problem. This is your husband's problem. He is the go-between between between your little family 
and his side of the family. It is not your job to be like, Hey, mother-in-law, we're making these life decisions. That's on him. Like you don't, that you are not like in our family, like Dallin's the liaison with his family and I'm the liaison with my family, family reunion planning stuff. Like I'm the, I'm the one joining the zoom chats. Dallin on his side does that. If we were to change, I want to be a good family member and show up. You do. We do. We show up, but like, you kind of coordinate that side, like, and right. I coordinate my side. Right. When it comes down to whose job is it to tell grandma, to tell my fiance's mom that we're doing all of this, it's not your job. Here's what you can do, Kenzie. It's been done in the Mormon church for years. Not everybody goes to the very special, it's called a ceiling where the actual marriage ceremony takes place for members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Mormons. Okay. So a lot of people, for whatever reason, either there's not enough room in the little ceiling room in the temple, or if they're not quote unquote worthy to enter the temple by, they're by not Mormon a standards, the if they're not a member of the church either, or then enough. they can't even go in. So a lot of Mormon couples will have a ring ceremony in mm-hmm. addition to the actual wedding that they had in the temple. And the ring ceremony is what traditional um, non-Mormons all have, where you walk down the aisle and there's an officiant up front. It's a normal wedding. And so you can do that. You can have, you can go elope and have the actual, you know, uh, officiant there marrying you. But then when you come back, you can have a little ring ceremony. Don't spend any money on it. Have your brother do it. For all the people that weren't at your elopement, which is most of them, or obviously. Or just go to like Golden Corral or Chakarama, have a great time, pay or for everybody. I feel like most people will understand that you eloped, but you still want to throw a big party for everybody. And as long as it's a sweet party, it doesn't I don't think even people have, will care listen, that much. Your job is not to like pacify people's big feelings. Yep. I, I listened to this TikTok. What would Julie Hanks say? One time I listened to this TikTok, okay? okay. So this is going to get real. TikTok has good advice, man. And People were like, talk, comment. They were like, the comment was something about like, how do I help my husband when he's so angry about choices I'm making? And the, the TikTok lady was just like, listen, that is not your job. He is going to have big feelings in his life and it's not your job to protect him from it. Like, unless you're being like violent or aggressive or mean to him, like you making choices in your life for you, it is you, who the H cares about people's big feelings. I mean, like care about them, but they're not going to change what you do. Does your mother-in-law, has she probably from the day she had her son dreamt of attending his wedding? Yes, but it is on her for being a B to you. So if she wanted to attend the wedding, she should have started from day one and strived to not be a B to you. Like you do not have to invite someone who is mean to you to your wedding. She mm-hmm. still has to get invited. It's not an automatic invite. So she's done enough in your life to make it go from automatic invite to I don't want you there because I feel you're, like this is easy to say but hard to do when it's your actual mother and you're telling her you're going to go. It sounds like Harold is like, dude, my mom's a bee. Yeah. She's insane. So I, I, I guess, I mean, Dr. Julie Hanks would say things like, um, you are not responsible for other people's big emotions, blah, blah, blah. Things, things like okay, that. I think you, you just got to <laughs> pump yourself up a little bit. And then and be then, like, all right, baby, go talk to your mom. And be like, all right, you got this. <laughs> and be like, go tell her. And be like, hey, by the way, we are doing the new. Tell her after. We're doing the. Tell her after. We're do- Oh, don't even tell her? Be like, we got married. It's over. And we're going to have a party on Thursday. Don't be like, in two weeks, we're going to have our wedding without you there. Don't tell her. I don't think it's going to help to be like, in two weeks, we're getting yeah, married be like, Look, at Mount we Rainier you. and you're not that, invited. We love you. We know this is not traditional, but maybe do it in an announcement to everybody in a family group chat or something. We've decided we love each other so much and we've decided to be crazy a little bit and go off and elope for after, the ceremony. After. But just, Tell her just, after. We, just so you know, we want to come back and throw a huge sweet party you for everybody. You don't have to do that for Hope you respect our decision. We're really excited to get married and this is the way we want to start it. Please don't text us unless you have something nice to say. Thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm just, just be like, I, mean, I would say that so many times in my life that I haven't said that. <laughs> okay. If you want to, <laughs> or this phrase is just really fun. Like, try again. Just be like, try hey, again. We're doing something a little, little non-traditional. You we're going to say go before elope, baby. I would never say before. I don't, I think that's the point of elopements. No one knows what's happening. Really? You come back and you're like, guess what? 
we did this and now it's over. I don't know. Let's I think have I'm a the party. kind of person that likes to celebrate with everybody. You still can, but you don't And need... I wouldn't and I would want it to be That's with all like... my family and friends, the big no, moment. But we're talking about if we I don't eloped. know if I'm an elope person. No, we're just talking in the event. Like I don't think in the event of elopement you're like, guess what? We're gonna have the best day of our lives in two weeks and no one's invited. Don't it's, come. It's like watching a, a replay of a concert versus actually being at a concert. It's so much more exciting when you're actually there. Again, you are only invited if you are invited. Like Peloton rides where they just film it and it's just the Peloton instructor in the studio versus Dallin when... Dallin dreams of going all to an of actual Peloton. Empty bikes around there during COVID. Oh, like the but live But then ones. when they bring back all the, all the people, all okay. the fans to be bike riding in the studio right along with the instructor, so much more energetic, so much more fun. Everybody's pushing each other a little harder. Right. And it's more special. Right. I don't know if I'm an elope person. You aren't because we didn't and I wanted to. So did we talk about that? I was like, what if we did this? And you were like, I mean, like I was I fine having to a celebrate wedding. The big moment with all of our, well, I mean, we, yeah, I just wanted to celebrate it with all my family and friends. The big moment. I wanted everybody to be there. I just like look back on it and I think it would be more perfect if I didn't have all of the like drama memories of people being like put out on my wedding day. Uh, I, don't know. I don't know. And I like think it just... the lead up, making sure everyone's happy and everyone's okay with how we're doing it because we have no, well, we could have exercised a little bit more. Look, no, this is our I wedding. We, this we is had we no money. So it was like, whatever, I don't, whatever, uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys want to lope, then just tell them what you're doing and don't they have to respect your decision. They will respect your decision. If you don't tell them, people don't tell about elopements. They elope. It's a secret. I may. I don't know. You would be terrible at eloping. How would you feel if your brother was like, Dallin, I'm getting married in a week and you're not, I'm not going to have you there. It's down the road. I can't picture something else that I would want to celebrate more with all my family and friends than getting married. I just feel like a wedding is like a birth. Okay. When I have my babies, no one has like just the like, they, no one is born with the right to attend the birth of my children. It's invite only. And guess what? No one's invited. I feel like weddings are the same. Like, hopefully you've been kind and nice and I, and I'm happy to invite you. I think that's a little too idealistic. Life is messy and people are complicated and you got to invite cranky, judgmental grandma to your wedding. You do not. I think you do. Absolutely not. I think you invite Nana. You Nona. Don't, don't I think you invite Nona to the wedding. Nona is paying. And then you yes. celebrate your honeymoon by yourself. No, this is no, no. I you don't have to invite work. grandma. You come from a You invite judgmental Nona. Nana. What do they call her in the office? What's her name? Look, people get grow up and they fall in love and they have sex <laughs> when Michael's pacifying you, her when she finds out That is not a rule. You don't have to invite those people. I, I, Maybe I'm a more traditional person, but I feel like you just invite I think that's all your a family land. to your wedding. I did not and invite my entire family to my wedding. Aren't perfect. I feel like we didn't. Who did we leave out? I'm not going to name names. Like a, a close family member you didn't invite? I'm not naming names, Dylan. Oh. All right. Well, you'll have to let us know what you think about weddings because me and Ashley apparently have a really different. You literally don't have to invite anyone you don't. That's why you send out the invites. If they've been over the top rude, like forget Nona. But if she's a little, you know, I feel like it mostly, usually you invite all your family to your wedding. And I, then you celebrate afterwards at your it, honeymoon. But you don't have to. You don't invite them all to your honeymoon. If they're paying for your wedding, yeah, you have to. <sighs> if mom and dad are paying for the wedding, then you, they kind of get some say on the invite list. Maybe I'm Greek. Maybe. But like, again, if you are putting up the cash for your wedding, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. Yeah, again, if somebody's over the top, a total B to you, you don't got to invite them. Mom is. I guess so. It's mom, though. So mm. I feel like the line it's is her pushed wedding. A bit. Mom already had a wedding. Okay. Well, good luck eloping. Tell us how it goes. I'm on your team. Did this help at all? Don't invite her. <laughs> I don't think this helped. All right. Susan Hilliard emailed and asked What's your favorite place to vacation without kids? Ugh, my house. I dream of being in my house. We always hire babysitters to watch our kids at our house. And then we go like, hang out at a restaurant. I wish we could just be at our house without kids. Have the babysitter think... take the kids to the restaurant. <laughs> go sit at Chick-fil-A play place for go two take hours. Take my kids to Chick-fil-A. We're going to sit on our couch. Take my kids to your house. Turn the volume up on the TV. Yes. 
does. And watch a show Lay in my bed that we have been ruined by our mattress. We have a purple mattress. And every time we go stay at a hotel, we're just like, this sucks. This mattress. I have to at least bring my purple pillow. I have to bring my minky couture blankets to like (laughs) have a barrier between the hotel sheets and my face because I've just ruined myself with my luxuries. And I just want to be in my bed. I want to sleep in in my home, your house. Susan said she doesn't like Vegas either. It's all the lights and the noises all night long. People are at their worst in Vegas. And that... Or best. mm, People are just like, for... If you're like a, I like to party kind of creature, Vegas is so... Dallin loves it. He goes there and he's like, I feel Uh, so energized. You like to party and you have at least $1,000 that you want to blow real quick. You like going there with no money. You like walking around and like feeling the vibes. And I would just... People watch the crap out of that place. I walk around... It gets more interesting as the night goes on. I feel like drained and depleted and I've lost faith in humanity. And I am just like, what is this place? Yeah. Well, Why? I mean, Fremont Street's a little more You can't touch anything. Like it's just so dirty. Yeah. The smell of pee just emanates it's, through the streets. Vegas, they have curated it to be a place that anybody can go if they want to drop all inhibitions, spend as much money I, as they want to, and really tap into every single thing that offers increased amounts of dopamine in your brain, my worst aka nightmare. drugs and yeah. alcohol. That is my, I, my worst nightmare is being around a thousand people with no inhibitions. I want nothing yeah. to do with that. It's, it's, it's everything. It's literally my favorite, a mixing pot of everything. My favorite vacation we've ever been on has been staying at a house on Bainbridge Island. The people there are lovely. I like a little bit of that too. We walked to the bakery and the kids ate breadsticks for every meal. We just got a breadstick every four oh, hours. I forgot about those. Then we walked to the beach and we just walked up and down. People were like in their yards. From afar, hello. No one's. Everyone has so many inhibitions. They're all just, you know, living that Pacific Northwest life, mm-hmm. keeping to themselves, Yeesh. taking care of their mini roses in their yard. Go pick blackberries. It's great. People in the Pacific Northwest care more about the animals that they are friends with than the people they are friends with, and it really <laughs> speaks to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're like, have you seen weird. any wildlife today? How's your dog? I can have that conversation all day. Yeah, I saw three squirrels and my dog's doing great. Thank you. Bye. Mm-hmm. I'm on my way to the bakery to get a breadstick. Yeah. And then I'm going home to sleep and look at the ocean. It was fun. It, it was, was relaxing. Bainbr- Definitely a little different vibe than Rent Vegas. Rent a house on Bainbridge Island. It was Gail beautiful. Hitchcock wrote and said she loved my Mormon Stories podcast interview. Thank you so much, Gail. Liana asked about engagement rings. She says, my partner and I have been together for a few years, planning on getting engaged. Early in our relationship, my grandmother passed away. My aunt gave me, gave my sister and I, the only grandkids, some of her jewelry, which included giving me my grandmother's engagement ring. The engagement ring is a classic look and the type of ring I would choose out, and it fits me. I would love to use it as my engagement ring, and my partner and I have had Great. serious talks about getting engaged and using my grandmother's ring. Okay. My problem is I'm not sure how we should go about it in terms of telling or asking my family. What? It is already given to me, okay. but not for the purpose of using it as an engagement ring. <sighs> should we check if it's okay first? No. Do, is it in your possession? I don't get why I don't get why this they would have an issue with that. Everyone needs a say. It would, uh, he wouldn't ask my family for my hand otherwise, not the tradition of asking my father's permission, but should my partner ask my grandfather who bought the ring and who gave it? I don't know what else. I don't, I guess mm. I, this is just head games. I feel like, like a ring's a ring and, okay. and this is only like significance that you're giving, giving this ring. This I feel what like I you can do. use it okay. however you want. I have what I would do played out in my mind. If the ring is in your possession, right? You don't have to go pick it up from Papa. I would just... You're oh, like, are they wanting... Sorry. Are they wanting you to just store it in a box, keep it safe instead no. of being used and like abused all day? Using it as an engagement ring does have like a different vibe than just like, I keep this in my jewelry box and use it yep. once in a while. It just, it means it's more special to you. I would just go talk to grandpa, me, the granddaughter, mm. and be like... I don't think your fiance needs to go talk to grandpa. Because it'll get scraped and bumped and ch- more higher chance of it getting lost. Uh, and just have like a lovely little conversation where you're just like, hey, grandpa, you know this ring that you gave me from grandma's? I get it. I think me and Tyler, what I don't know his name, me and Tyler want to use it as our engagement ring. It's my favorite ring and it helps me remember her and it's from my family and, and I love it. And I don't think grandpa's going to be like, 
well, what a crazy idea. Like, I think you'll be like, that's so great. I love it. And if he doesn't, maybe don't use it because then it would have weird vibes, I think. Lots of vibes imbued in rings. You've but, watched um, any movie I ever? I don't see him ever being like, I hate that idea. I feel like he would. it would be a beautiful like thing. Like, wow, that's so awesome. Especially like, somebody in, your uh, grandma later would in love life. That. Like, they would love to see it being put to use. Unless it's like, uh, has a weird story Special that you don't know that about. Maybe meeting. he'll be like, listen, Tanya. Tanya and Tyler. Listen, Tanya. Your grandma won that ring <laughs> in Vegas. In Vegas. <laughs> she stole it from yeah. a police officer and stole it from a pimp. And you don't want to use that for your wedding. Uh-huh. Unless this it's like ring a story is a, a like horcrux. that. Yeah, unless it's a horcrux. <laughs> of a pimp. I put a part of a it soul might have like this. a really cute story. Yeah. Where yeah, he's if it's like, not oh, from I... a pimp in Vegas, then totally use it. Definitely. But just like have a cute, go to Waffle House with your grandpa, wherever you, your grandpa likes to go. Mine goes to Waffle House. Mm-hmm. And be like, hey, remember this ring you gave me from grandma? I think I want to use it as my engagement ring. And he'll probably be like, that's so great. Yeah. And take a selfie to remember that moment. <laughs> yeah. And they the end. The end. Okay. This one's from Casey. She said, Hey guys, this is weird because I've followed you forever and uh, since probably your fifth or sixth vlog where George was so tiny and you were in a tiny apartment. And in my head they were like very we were very close friends, LOL, even though if you had no idea who I was, how we rude were. of you were We what? were close friends. We were close friends, Casey. She says, how rude of your guys' one-sided friendship. Ha, 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 (laughs) ha. So anyways, I'm Casey, and I'm 24, and I'm a mom of a three-year-old with a second on the way. Back in the day when I met y'all, I was very Catholic, cradle Catholic in school for a Catholic youth. Wait, she met us? Oh, back when she first started. Quote, unquote, met. Okay. Through the vlog. Then I met my husband and sort of grew up and somehow... Oh, like she was born Catholic? Yeah. Okay, that's what you're talking about? Her parents declared her a Catholic child. She said that? Well, she was raised in the Catholic Church. Okay. Yeah. So she was indoctrinated to be Catholic growing up. Her family believes Catholicism in Catholicism. What it sounds like. I don't. So then she met know. her husband and sort of grew up, and somehow my eyes just opened up to so many things that just did not make sense. And I sort of went through the same, uh, well, I don't know. I've always been Catholic. Like, it's right. It's true, right? And then the questioning sort of like, why is being gay bad if they also say God made you the way you were for a reason and he loved everyone? Oh, so she kind of like was questioning some Catholic teachings. Right. Why would he make something wrong if God made everybody the way they were for a reason? And everything kind of fell apart for her at that point. Anyways, at this point, honestly, I'm like uh, turned to 180 and she's a raging liberal pro-choice person <laughs> because who could tell a 13 year old rape victim that they have to be a mom? Oh, is that a Catholic thing? Catholics like, um, staunch Catholics. I don't know much about Catholics. I had a friend who was Catholic in second grade and this yeah. is my knowledge source. They are usually pro-life. Yes, definitely. You know, like there's the stereotypical, like large Irish Catholic family mm-hmm. kind of yeah. Again, I don't know anything. I grew. I know a lot of things about being a Mormon, but not a lot of things about being a Catholic. Mm-hmm. One time, I went to a Catholic service and melted the cup with the candle. It was like a Uh-oh. Easter service, and they gave me a candle with a cup around it, and I caught the cup on fire, and then we left. Yeah. That's my Catholic experience. All right. Do you? I filmed a Catholic wedding once. Love that for you. Thanks. (laughs) I think I had babies, so I didn't go. Yeah, it was. uh, There was a lot of moving parts. I had to like coordinate and see when they were going to move over to like um, the statue of Mary for a little bit, and then come back. Then they're going to be up on the stand, and the priest is going to move over here. It was uh, definitely very involved. But we we did it. We We filmed a a ton of like Mormon weddings, and it's like clockwork for us. We're like, obviously, this is happening here right now. Obviously, and then we get hired to do like traditional Hindu weddings or Catholic wedding, and we're just like, literally, you You need need a lot more angles. We were like, to the bride, we'd be like, okay, like we're we don't know how we don't know, and so like she'd be like, okay, talk to this girl. She's gonna tell you where you need to be. No, she assigned one of her bridesmaids to be my um like the liaison to tell me what to do and what to expect and where to point the camera and it was nice to have because because we just I just had this one a third angle in the back. Well, I had a second shooter shooter for sure, and we had one angle in the back that was wide that I could cut to at any time just to while I'm repositioning or something, you know. When and grandma walks in front these, of the couple. Yeah. I have to stitch all these angles together. And I had to have microphones on, you know, a lot of different people. Was the people sound okay or, in a cathedral? Was it the well, Madeline it just Church? Echoey. Mad- it was it? in Draper, Utah. Oh. It was pretty. I had a teacher I worked with who went to the 
it was like something Madeline Catholic Cathedral. Did that, the Hindu wedding, man, we were very unprepared for that. Well, I just don't know how you can be unless you're Hindu. Like it, it was a so two-day thing, which is turns out is already shorter than the normal Hindu wedding. The whole time they were just like, get over here! Because yeah. we're like filming things we think are important. Oh my gosh, but it's yeah. all in Hindu, the language well, yeah, they all, speak. And there's all these different things. And a lot of it is under the, shoot, I don't know the proper words. No, but, they're but like, like under in a box. And they're doing like things. Canopy. And then they do a, a walk around the thing seven times. Then they walk around outside. And the bride is crying. And we're like, why is she crying? And then the, somebody leaned over and like... Oh, this is the part where she's transferred property from her father to her husband. It was just like, and we were like, "Oh shit!" And then Dallas <laughs> and, and I would be like, "Change clothes, yeah." And uh, anyway, and jewelry. It was really cool and interesting. We would just be like filming food, thinking nothing was happening because like everyone's eating, everyone's there, and then like the couple is going through all these huge ceremonies, and we would just be like filming food think because they would only come up to us like at once an hour and be like, "Oh, this is a really big five minutes. Mm-hmm. Get over here." Yeah, and, and then just, they just dance for hours. And they wanted it all filmed. And the end <laughs> video, hours of so much dancing. And then the end video, well, there was a highlight film and then the hour-long documentary edit. And they came back and said that wasn't long enough and I cut too much, too many things out. Cut too much out. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. So I went in and I just included all this footage and I was like, this is everything. Good luck. Do you think they ever watched it? Like three hours of know. wedding footage? But they said they were satisfied at the end. So that's good. Well, we always leave them smiling and satisfied. That was our logo. <laughs> we will always leave you smiling and satisfied. <laughs> that's yep. from the office. I know. That, that, that was when Michael was trying to not make that's what she said jokes. And Jim comes in and says all these things. Yep. Yeah. I, love, I love how you said that. That's why that's funny. <laughs> yep. Okay. Give us one last email. Or was okay. the, Did we ever finish this email? Did we ever get to why she's emailing us? Uh, she We've said, spoken extensively on her Catholicism. Okay. I just want to say that even if you made it this far, hi, and I hear you, and I see you, and I'm with you, and I don't know what's true, I don't know what's out there, but it has to be something, right? And again, thank you for growing with me for five years. You're always going to be my favorite internet friends. That's so mm-hmm. nice. Casey. Thank you, Casey, for the email. We don't know what we believe either right now, and it's quite a weird place to exist. Who does know what they believe? 95% of your decisions are made unconsciously. <laughs> Hashtag postpartum with Violet. I just have a lot of anxiety about death. <laughs> it's like what I told my doctor. And he was like, well, why? And I was like, well, I just don't know what I believe about what happens. And he was like, Kate. And I was like, like I'm, I feel like I have, I'm not the right person. I know. I was like, there's just a lot of, just a, a, a lot of anxiety about that. Yeah. That's funny. I was like, well, why don't you take some fish oil? Maybe that'll help your brain. Fish oil. Anyways. Anyways. Oh, it was CMT or MCT. MCT. No, he was really cool. Like he was like, CBT. I don't, you could, we can start you on some like anti-anxieties, but you know, it's common for postpartum women to have, there's this new study out where like the neuron, the myelin lining, which mm-hmm. is made out of like fat in your neurons in your brain is super depleted when you're, after you have a baby slash when you're nursing and he was like, there's some really cool studies that show if you just up your fat intake in a healthy way, like it can really help with like mood and the baby blues and postpartum depression. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, I just can't sleep because I think about death constantly. And he was like, okay, well, let's get on that. <laughs> let's try some MCT Great. oil. All right. Yeah. Okay. Hey, oh, Carol and Day is throwing it back to weird food things that we did on Taking Sides. Right. She says, first off, I want to say I love your podcast and I've been listening since the early days of Big Little Life. Thanks, Carolyn. That was our first podcast. We keep doing this weird Ooh, thing where we We called it Big Little Life until we got copyrighted on that. That song Big left the like... Life. The where you can subscribe to it left the platform we were buying it yeah, from. I think we left the platform for a better one. Oh, and that and song was over there. I couldn't use that song. She loves how authentic, real, and funny we both are. Thank you, Carolyn. I'm glad you think that. Sometimes I wonder if I am. She's trying funny. to be as average and normal as possible. Yeah. Or I'm actually, we're trying to be very inspiring. <laughs> we are literally so inspiring. It's so inspiring. We want to make merch that says, I'm really inspiring or something like that. <laughs> Follow me. Yeah. As a throwback, I wanted to share a weird food thing. I love eating spicy food, especially Takis and hot Cheetos. Mm. Dallin bought those on our drive to Vegas. It ruined his day. 
<laughs> burnt a hole. It ruined my morning the next morning. That night, are, I was fine. I truly think they're only good once they've burnt all the taste buds out of your mouth. Mm, yeah. With chocolate milk. Ooh, she eats Takis and Cheetos with chocolate milk. As in you eat a Taki and then you take a sip of chocolate milk. It totally kills the spiciness for a second and you keep getting the first bite of spicy over and over again. Carolyn. Yeah, that is pretty weird. I mean, you're up in the calories hard with the chocolate milk edition. <laughs> I mean, I've heard people using milk milk yeah, to help with, with the spiciness, but chocolate milk just adds a whole extra element to it. Like it'd be good. She said she would love it if we shared any of our budgeting tips to save money as a newly married couple. I mean, uh, my really... husband and I are taking turns going to grad school. We'll be the only, only on one salary for the foreseeable future. And with rent and grocery prices skyrocketing, it's challenging. All the best to your family and pups. Well, thanks, Carolyn. Carolyn, it's really hard. Very it hard. helps if you don't have any money to not spend money. You can use it as I just, an excuse uh, well, for everything. So, like, I always had this really hardcore, like, mindset. Credit card money is real money. So, I was never... Because well, no, it is eventually. Well, I think I hate... a lot of people get in a place where they're like, put it on my credit card and I'll pay it back later. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, all the people on Dave Ramsey that are in credit card debt. Well, man. so, yeah. Like, my mom, my whole life was like, Ashley, credit card money is real money. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, oh, duh. But I don't, I don't think everyone grew up that way. So I was always like, Dallin, when we come here, I was like, credit card money is real money. Yeah. And that's just how we always lived. And you felt, you were kind of that way too. I don't oh, know. I was that way 100%. We've yeah. never carried a balance on our credit card. No. So like. We didn't buy it if we couldn't afford it. Right. So that really helped. So and live then, beneath your means, I think is a solid piece of advice, <laughs> <boring>. Carolyn. <laughs> everyone says that. <laughs> it is boring. This is what helped us. Every day I would listen to Dave Ramsey. And if you have that man in your head and everything you, every time you're about to buy something, you know exactly what Dave Ramsey would say because he has his podcast. Just listen to it every day. It makes it very hard to spend money. Like I could feel the shame within me if I was like, this is, I'm not saving 15%. I'm not like living in a home that is a third of my take home pay. Like I have these things memorized. If you listen to him every day, like you will be fine. Yeah. The easiest thing that we did when we were budgeting hard was lay out, like look at your honest expenses, what you actually need to be spending, and then give every dollar a name, like Dave Ramsey says, in a, in a budget, whether you do like envelopes and cash. We or never if did you, that. We, we never, never did, did envelopes we, and cash. I used, Ashley hated it. I hated using the app, but I it helped me to use an app. I used Mint Mobile. There's other ones like every dollar. Or uh, there's other ones too, Rocket. I just um, liked like Rocket. making a list like restaurant budget on my notes app or on a sticky note. And if I like spent, this is what my mom did though. So that's probably, yeah. and like if you spend $26 at McDonald's, you just like write how much you have left mm -hmm. and then you always know. Yeah. Just give every dollar a name and a job. I think Dave Ramsey helps a lot too because like when you're the only person in your friend group not living life to the fullest, you know, like if you're like the only one who doesn't eat out at a restaurant or if you're the one who's always like, oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't afford that. It like sucks, mm -hmm. but it helps to listen to Dave Ramsey and you feel like you're not the only one who's like not going on vacation. Like you hear all these people calling in who are like, oh, that are in who, way more debt than you. Or they're just in it Horrible with you. Stories, they're just yeah. like living your same life and you don't feel like you're the only boring person in your family who won't go to s Sunday dinner at like wherever you go, you know, mm -hmm. like at brunch or like you're not going to like vacations were hard. Like family wanting, like who's coming to the beach this year. And we were like, sorry, not us. And they're like, why? Yeah. I swear when I grow up, when I grow up, when I have my own kids, I will never be like, well, why? So they have to like, when you have your own kids, make them confess their poorness. Cause we'd always be like, well, I'm sorry. We just can't afford it right now. And when then, your kids are grown up. Yeah. Like I feel like everyone was always just like, well, why can't you come? And then they were like, well, why can't you afford it? And I was like, we just can't, okay? We just can't. We're trying yeah. to pay for college. People are kind of grouchy about when you're on It's a budget. just like it's not their money, so right. they don't have any say over your money. No, I know. I just like just it's just clap or your back friends. at anybody that tells you if how you should be spending you know, your like, money. Your friends are going to a concert or your friends it's like costs a lot of money to get a babysitter. Everything costs so much money and it's hard when you're the only one on a like you feel like you're the only one on a budget. Yeah. Try to, uh, so you know, to try Dave. to set aside a little bit for some fun so well, you don't you, get burned out. I'm not saying don't. I'm just saying it goes fast. Uh, just give every, just every dollar a name. Budget it. You know, lay it out. An honest budget 
with a little bit of fun money in Dave's there. Dave's always like, you'll feel like you have more money than never. I've never felt that way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's like a pipe dream. No, but it, um, being aware of where the money's going and how much you have is, um, the first thing, you know, tracking it. Yeah. It's cool. the Good worst. luck. Sorry. Good I luck going to grad school. No one has fun doing this. It's all going to be worth it once you're making the grad school big bucks, baby. Yeah. That's what I keep having to tell my brother who's in the depths of med school. He's like, only seven more years. <laughs> <laughs> He's already been in it for three years. Man, that's a lot of school. It takes a, that is like, a lot of school. I think it just takes like a person who loves school and oh, is yeah. very like... At least after, like once you're in... Goal-oriented kind yeah. of, like loves study, loves continuing it. The mindset is like when you're 34, you're going to be 30. You're going to be 34 either way. If I were to become a You could a be doctor, a 34-year-old doctor or a 34-year-old something else, but by that time you're going to be 34 either way. If I were to become a doctor, I don't, I would not, I don't think I would be able to specialize. You know, like I would just be like, oh. I'm a doctor. Like, I don't know what I, I think they can do like family practice or, yeah. I don't know. I would just do that. Or general surgeon, all that stuff. Can you do that with just a medical degree or do you so. have to specialize? Mm, I'm pretty sure maybe. your brother wants to do general surgeries. He seems he's, like he's liking it. Well, then he has to specialize. That's the seven years. In, like four plus like three more. I don't know. See, I this would, is where we would have a Jamie. Like, Jamie, look it up for us. Also, my quote about 95% of uh, decisions you make is unconscious. I think it's like... When did you say that? When we were talking about, well, what does anybody believe? You know, oh. I think it's 90% of your decisions. Let me just look what? it up. Like, just don't hold us to anything we say. We're just chit-chatting over here. We're not like, there's no, <laughs> there's no letters after our name. We're just black. No, I believe this what just I say. It's just common couples chit-chat. Nothing is factual. It's all just feelings. 90% of any decision is emotional. A study performed by Nobel Prize winning psychologist Daniel Kahneman showed that we make financial decisions. Oh, no, that's financial decisions. What percentage of our decisions? We're going to 90% be like of the decisions we make are, are based on emotion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Emotion. Or like, how comfortable will I be doing this? Is that an emotion? That's what Just, I feel like most of my decisions are based off of. What level okay. of comfort? Oh, oh look, 95% of decisions are unconscious. Dallin found in the first sentence of a blurb on Google. No, I'm going through multiple websites. 90% of our decision-making is irrational. Okay, look, 90 to 95% of our decisions that we make are emotional or unconscious yeah, like, or, or like example, gut reactions, gut feelings versus like thinking it out and being rational. You know what's irrational? Stuff. Inviting people you don't like to your wedding. That's irrational. There don't do go. it. Just don't do it. What if you have a gut feeling that Listen, you should? When you're dying, do you want to look back on your marriage and be like, well, that sucked? Or do you want to be like, that was a day I loved? Um, I just don't think everything is black and white. I think it's all gray. And maybe the messiness of it is life. Be more loyal to yourself than you are to your extended family who you just met last year when you met your boyfriend. What does being loyal to yourself mean? Doing what? I think you got to lay out your values on this one and really <laughs> <Yeah>. follow them. <laughs> I don't think this is how Jordan is, Peterson wins any argument. If we eloped, I don't think anyone would have cared that much. I think there would have been like a, oh, but I don't think anyone years later would be like, remember that one time Dallin and Ashley eloped and had a happy marriage well, and loved each other? In the That it's ruined just, our life. In the Mormon church, there's a whole, uh, you know, because marriage is a big deal, getting married in the temple quote unquote sealed in the temple is a big deal I in the Mormon church. Anyone would. I, but I think now, you know, 12 years, 13 years well, after, I would 10 not years have after had married. a party after if I went and eloped with you and didn't have a party. I don't think anyone would think there would be like every other holiday. Someone would be like, remember that one time you guys eloped, but oh. I, think, I don't think anyone would care. No, people just care more about them, their lives than like that one time Dallin and Ashley were annoying and eloped. Anyway, see you later.